Hello and welcome to the Mythical Storytelling Podcast. I'm your host and storyteller, Shinjan. I've always been fascinated by the myths and the stories behind those myths in cultures throughout the world. So if you, like me, are interested in exploring these stories behind the myths, then this is the right podcast for you. So without further ado, let's start with today's story. Today's story is called Jason and the Golden Fleece as retold by Anne Terry White. Brought to you by Holiday Whisperers, your bespoke and personal holiday planner. Visit holidaywhisperers.co.uk today for all the help you need and want to plan your next holiday. And the best part is that it's completely free, so get onto that website now. Also, if you're an aspiring podcaster like me and don't know where to start, check out burstproud.com. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and the best way to launch, promote and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts and more within minutes of finishing your recording. And if you sign up for a paid plan through the link in the description, you will receive a $20 Amazon gift voucher. How cool is that? Right, let's get on with the story now. Jason was the rightful heir to the throne of Iolcus, but there seemed little chance that he would ever sit upon it, for his uncle Peleus had seized it and driven Jason's father away. The boy himself had been brought up by the centaur Chiron. This kindly creature, who was half horse, half man, had educated many heroes in his cave. Under his care, Jason learned all that befits a stalwart man to know. Now Peleus, the false king, was troubled by a strange oracle. He had been told to beware of a man wearing but one sandal. Peleus turned that mysterious words over and over in his head, but could make nothing of them. And he was still worrying about the meaning years later, when Jason, his nephew, decided to travel to Iolcus and assert his rights. Jason had grown into a tall, handsome man, and as he journeyed along, none could help admiring him. His bright, unshorn locks hung down his neck. The skin of a leopard he had strangled was thrown over his close-fitting leather tunic. Two broad-bladed spears were in his hand. He looked so much like a god that many he met wondered whether he might not be one of their mortals. As he approached the city of Iolcus, Jason had to cross a muddy river and in crossing it, he lost his sandal in the mud. So he arrived in the marketplace of the capital, wearing but one. The place was strong, for the king was just then making a sacrifice. Who can that be? The people said to one another, looking at the handsome stranger with wonder. Is this perhaps Apollo, come in disguise? But the king's eyes went, as ever they did, to the stranger's feet. He saw but one sandal and his face paled, and his hurt all but stood still. Who are you, and what is your father's name? The king asked when the rites were finished. I am Jason, the son of King Aeson, the young man replied, and I have come to visit my father's house. Peleus hid his face under coach's words and invited Jason into the palace, where he entertained his nephew royally for five days. Then Jason said to him, in a matter-of-fact way. The kingdom is mine, for I am the rightful heir. 
but I shall leave you the wealth you took from my father. All the fields and the herds shall be yours. I ask only the scepter and throne, which were my father's. Peleus thought fast, and his face changed color several times as he spoke. All shall be as you wish, he said. But I do have a request to make. I have been troubled by a dream. The shade of Phrixus has appeared to me. He has implored me to bring back to Greece the golden fleece of that sacred ram which once carried him across the sea to Colchis and which afterwards he sacrificed to Zeus. Go you in my stead, bring back to Greece that glorious prize and put the spirit of Phrixus at rest. When Jason heard these words, his soul was mightily stirred, for the golden fleece was the great prize of which every hero in Greece dreamed. All knew that in the land of Colchis the golden fleece hung from an oak in a sacred grove, where an unsleeping dragon guarded it by day and by night. Jason's mind and heart were instantly so filled with longing for it that he did not stop to examine his wily uncle's reasons for proposing the adventure to him. I will go to Colchis with a band of heroes, he agreed at once, and I will set the soul of Phrixus at ease. Thereupon, Jason sent heralds to all the courts of Greece, calling for bold men who dared to sail with him. And he had Argus, the Thespian, build him a fifty-oared ship. Hero after hero answered the call. Argus himself volunteered to go. Heracles of Tyrrhens, the strongest man who ever lived, joined Jason. Laertes, grandson of Zeus, who one day would be father of Odysseus, of the many adventures came from Argos. Orpheus, the poet and wondrous musician who descended into Hades to seek his dead wife, Eurydice, hastened from Thrace. Peleus, who would one day father Achilles, the great hero of the Trojan War, also came, and many others of glittering fame hastened to Iolcus, so that never before had so gallant ship's company come together. When all was ready, Jason made a solemn offering to the gods of the sea. The heroes took their seats at the oars, and the Argo weighed anchor. Dangers untold lay before the bold Argonauts, but none of the heroes lost heart. Who can tell of all that happened before the Argonauts reached Colchis? It would take many books to say the whole, for countless men have recorded the adventures of the heroes, and each tells the story in his own way. But arrive at last they did. It was sunset, and they were weary. They took down their sails, then rowed up the river toward the capital, and made the vessel fast. With a grateful heart, Jason offered up a libation to the gods. Then filled with uncertainty about the morrow, the heroes lay down to rest. My plan, said Jason next morning, when the heroes consulted together, is to get the golden fleece without fighting. If possible, I shall ask King Aetes for it, and from his own mouth we shall learn what course we must take. Now remain quietly here on the ship, my noble comrades, while I, with two of your number, will go to the palace. King Aetes received the Argonauts graciously. According to custom, he asked no questions until they were sitting down to food. But he no sooner learned who they were and what their errand was,
and his manner changed. Not for the golden feast, but to take my scepter and my throne you have come, he broke out in fury. Return to your homes before I have your tongues cut out and your hands lopped off. Restrain your anger, King Aetis, Jason answered courteously. We have come for no other purpose than that I have stated. Destiny and the command of a wicked king prompted me to come. I pray you, grant our request. Give us the golden fleece, and if there is any service we can render you as fitting men, we shall gladly do it. The king frowned, then changing his manner, he spoke more mildly. I hold no grudge against brave men, he said, but you must prove your courage. In the field of Ares, I have two bulls whose feet are of bronze and whose breath is fire. You must yoke them and plough that field. Instead of grain, you must sow dragon's teeth. From them, a crop of warriors will spring up. These you must slay before nightfall. All this I have done myself. If you cannot do it, I will not give up the fleece, for it is but just that the more valiant man shall have it. Jason sat speechless and confused. How could he promise to perform such a hopeless task? At last he said, The labor which you ask is heavy, but I will undertake it, even though I perish in the attempt. There are worse things than death. With this, the Argonauts rose from the table and went back to their ship. When the rest of the comrades heard what a fearful task Aetis had set Jason, many offered to undertake the trial in his stead, but he refused them all. My destiny has brought me here, he said, and come what may, I will obey it. End of chapter 1 Thank you for listening to today's story. I hope you have enjoyed it. If you have any thoughts or comments, you can reach out to me on my Twitter. My handle is blabberingshin or you can email me at iamshinjan at gmail.com. So that is I-A-M-S-H-I-N-J-A-N at gmail.com. Please subscribe to my podcast if you've liked my work and don't forget to share it with your friends and family. I look forward to entertaining you with more mythical stories like this going forward. Adios. Thank you.